Welcome to University, a podcast for young people navigating life's big transitions. I'm Anne-Marie Ciresso, your host. On University, you'll hear stories from college students. You'll get tips from experts. And occasionally, you'll hear from a parent's perspective on how to manage this time of change in your life consciously. Find yourself. Find your purpose. Find your people and pursue you fearlessly. So I've done a few interviews with students who study abroad, but this week's guest puts a whole new perspective on the study abroad experience. I talked to Marco Bacchetta, who's an Italian student raised in Switzerland and studied in France and is now in his second year studying at the UAL in London. He shares his journey from struggling high school student not really knowing what he wanted to do to finally listening to that inner voice that opened him to his passion for studying film. Marco talks openly with us and vulnerably about his fear of failure and how he overcomes it each and every day and how much pressure he feels to succeed. He also talks about how he puts so much pressure on himself and what it's like to be an artist in a family of scientists. He shares his one piece of advice for you, what he thinks of success and failure, and how he gets through the overwhelming parts of school. How overwhelmed he was when he thought about pursuing his passion and then potentially failing. And how his perspective has evolved over the years. And what true passion really is. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Marco Baquetta. Who I am is I was born in the U.S. and raised in France for a big part of my life, 10 years. So I've been... Uh, both your parents are uh, Italian. Both my parents are Italian, so I got an Italian passport and an American passport. Um, and uh, right now I'm studying in second year at uh, the College of Art in Wimbledon. Uh, for UAL and uh, I'm studying production arts for screen and within that I'm specializing in set design Um, and yeah and so uh, I've been doing this for two years and uh, now I wanted to go into more post-production because I enjoy also uh, editing uh, and uh, looking at different softwares and figuring out different ways for visual effects um, editing and stuff like that and so I was uh, looking for an internship around and uh, someone offered me an internship here in Chicago, and so I, uh, <laughs> I, I quickly, I quickly said yes because, because um, it's been a while since I've been here. It's been about five or six years since I've uh, been to Chicago, and I've always been looking forward to coming back. So, it, it was nice. So I was here for about twenty days, and yeah, now it's tomorrow. I'm going back to London to, back to resume school. my course. Yeah, yeah back so, to school. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how. Um how you ended up in school studying what you were studying. Like, when did you know that you wanted to get into film and movie and yeah. set design and all that good stuff? Yeah, it's... Because um, I want to back yeah. up, because I said earlier, both of your parents are scientists. They're physicists. Yeah. And um, was there ever any thought or concern or pressure from them to get into, like, a STEM um, field? My, uh, yeah, I, I was, 
I, I was I was always from my parents' point of view. I was always uh, seen as a uh, in going into something a bit more creative uh, because I would. Um, yeah, I would spend an enormous amount of time in front of a screen and uh, watch movies and just like I'll be able to absorb as absorb as much and um, and they always and they didn't really they didn't try to they didn't try to to <laughs> how to say to like interfere they, they with weren't, that yeah, they weren't they weren't trying to push me to do that they were oh, trying they weren't. to no but uh, but once I once once I grown a real taste for it and then I also had like more of a passion towards it when they saw me like working really hard on some projects when it came to the more my more creative side uh my my parents became really supportive um yeah they're when both, was that was that like it was, when you were so 14 about, 15 yeah. 19 you're, you're yeah. 19 now right? i would say i would say every every um i would say everything started to change and going towards this direction uh when i was about 15 14 15 um but it was never anything uh, decisive it was just more like i kind of I kind of just took a spectrum of everything I could do and I just started narrowing it down. Um, because, for example, I don't, I don't think I'll end up uh, a, a set designer per se, for example. Like right now I'm specializing in it, but that's because it was a course that particularly interested me. Uh, but maybe I could, in fact, uh, work in post-production or production in itself. Um, yeah, um, uh, yeah, I guess so. So there, there was never you never felt any pressure from family. No, uh, uh, no, not really. No, they, um, they really, they really push, they really pushed me to do what I, what I wanted, um, because, um, because I was always, first of all, being the being the first one, it's always, it's always being a bit of an icebreaker. I kind of, I kind of had to test everything out. Because you're the oldest. Yeah, the oldest. Yeah, uh, at. I had to go through I had to go through stuff mostly by myself and my parents included with how I was dealing with stuff I was I was very um, I was very sad at some points because I was uh, I wasn't I didn't know what I wanted to do um, and so during high school once I once I once I was like I really want to go to, in film and stuff like that they were really supportive and there was nothing to be honest there was nothing better but now then the pressure was on me to kind of succeed and um, succeed in being able to, in fact, go into college of uh, of art, which uh, which was um, which wasn't which wasn't a given in the, my first years of high school. But because yeah. because my grades were just above average, and um, uh, and so then in uh, once I got to my last year, I really busted my ass and I, and I got in. So and so, you said something a few minutes ago about you were sad because you didn't know what you wanted to do, and yeah. then. And then before that, you said you pretty much figured out what you wanted to do by the time you were 15. Yeah. So I'm, I'm chuckling over here because I'm thinking, yeah. we're 15. How are you? You're not supposed to know what you want to do at 15. So why yeah. were you making yourself sad at 15 to not know what you wanted to do? Um, I was worried. I had a... Um, I, was, I, I, I was raised with, the, with an Italian family, so... I mean, not to generalize, but there, uh, I would uh, I would visit them. I would visit them like every year, maybe two, three times, and I would see grandparents, I'd see uncles, like all in the same room. I would see cousins, all in the same room, and uh, we would always, we'd always talk about, uh, like the the youngest, like the the kids' futures. Like we would always talk about yes. our futures. Um, 
So I always, topic. so it's always, yeah. So giving an answer is feels almost dishonest. So I always, I always said something, but never really sure what. And even when I thought I wanted to go into film, um, yeah, it was just kind of. It felt like it didn't sound like it. It didn't. It, it didn't. Um, I don't. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't um, that uh, that into it. Um, to be able to convey my passion for it, I was I was I was afraid of what uh, of what people thought about it. Of going into film. Yeah. Ah, because what 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 did you think that they would think of it? What was the judgment you thought? That I just thought. I mean, I I knew what I was getting into, but I just didn't want it to look as bad as I think they thought it was. So, for example, I I think they thought that. Well, it's gonna it's difficult stuff. You can't. It's really a one in a million chance that you you're able to make a good living off it. Um, uh, yeah, you're, uh, finding a job uh, with uh, that sort of CV may not be the the best thing. Like it's it's it's. So not you were worried about them doubting. I was the, worried the that they would. Yeah, viability. they would doubt. Yeah, yeah, and and also I had a, my uh, my cousins, which are like uh, five five years older than me uh she she for example went into particle physics just like my parents so that was also um uh and and the uh and the the younger brother went into uh, went to study economy uh and now has a job and so it's it was um it was it was uh it was a difficult yeah so there's a lot of pressure from the family yeah. Not, but not necessarily like specific they they pressure. Didn't, they didn't mean. They yeah. didn't mean anything. It's like it's just me that I just. I mean, I, I'm 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 there to absorb. Whatever, whatever I like. I don't. I I don't ask questions. I I basically have to assume whatever they think, and so that's a. So you assume the wrong things, and you kind of just make ideas, and they um, they start to just. Living become you. facts. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, and then once yeah, once you once the idea state is in your head, then it doesn't go away. Yes, yeah. we yeah. get really attached to our stories. Yeah, and about other people's judgments of us. Yeah, and most of the time they're not true. Sometimes they're true, but most of the time they're not true. And then we start behaving, living our life based on the stories we're believing about what we think they're believing. Yeah. So it's tricky. Um, so that well, I'm. This is so fascinating for me to think about because all much of the pressure we put on ourselves comes from our own stories, our own beliefs, our own ideas in our head, and True. it's similar to what you're saying about your family. There, no one was putting pressure on you yet. No. You created some no. pressure in yourself. Absolutely. True. So then, at some point, you freed yourself. And you allowed yourself to just relax into trusting, this is what I want to do. Yeah. That's when I got the, uh, when I, when I got the, um, when I got the word that I got accepted into UAL, I was. But before that, when you decided you wanted Um, to get into film. Oh, I would say one, it was such a, it's such a, like a slow burn when I said I wanted to go into film, because I knew that was something I wanted to do, but it was so unfathomable. Like I couldn't, I couldn't quite comprehend how do I get from here to here. Yes. And nothing was a straight line. Um, 
Yeah, so it's, it's not linear. Yeah, so I, to be honest, I never really felt free until, yeah, as I said, I never really felt pressure being re- being released in, until I actually got to that point where I'm actually, I actually completed a whole step. Yes. Got through my academic year and I, and now I'm able to study this and then I don't know what's going to happen next. Well, we don't, we don't know, right? It's always the unknown. And one of the things we talk about a lot on this podcast is being comfortable stepping into the unknown because no one knows what the outcomes are ever going to be. But, but I want to, I'm like nailing this point home. Part of the freedom for me came when you finally, when you said, I want to study film. Like I, you really um, spoke the truth of what you wanted rather than resisting it. Yes. Yes, but that was, uh, I mean, it was, it was momentary. I was, yes, I did, I did feel, I did feel better once, once I said it. We were at the dinner table and um, I basically said, she asked because she would, she would always ask me, like, okay, so you need to figure out what you want to study. And then I said, I want to study film. And uh, she was like, all right, great. Yeah, uh, do that. We should look at unis and stuff like that. So it was extremely, extremely supportive environment. It's, uh, but that's, but yeah, so I, so I felt, I felt relieved to know the answer was yes, we, we encourage you, you to you do You were supported. Movement. Yes. Um, but then you got scared because then it's like, well, how do I make this, Yeah, because how, yeah, how do I get from A to B and. Yeah, and uh, the the whole the problems change and they become different problems. Yeah, and it really is. Uh, I can I can really not uh, emphasize enough that I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just trying to um, I'm just trying to do the things that I think that I think matter the most. And even though it's just like I I I, I sometimes I feel so afraid of not doing something by fear of missing out that I I tend to do like five things at once and uh, sometimes not being able to handle all of it for example I mean I took this uh, 20-day internship but I got uh, three other projects I have to work on for university and uh, I got um, other projects that are waiting for when I for when I get back and it's just it's um, I feel like I've uh, the burden, the burden of wanting to succeed, um, has brought me to a point where I'm taking on a lot, um, at least emotionally, but also just like taking my time. Like it's, there's a lot, a lot to of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff to, to think about at least. FOMO is a big thing. Mm. It's a FOMO fear of missing out. Like I got to do it all. Cause I don't want to miss any opportunity, any chance, any, anything. I don't want to miss it. Yeah. And often, um, we talk about FOMO, like it can backfire sometimes. It can cause you to actually miss the moments you're in because you're so busy that you're not actually present for what it is you're experiencing in the moment. Yeah. Um, you talk about succeeding. So tell me a little bit about what you decided, what you decide in your mind success is. What hmm. would success look like for you? Hmm. Um, I guess not to go too philosophical but dying happy is the probably best success um uh, other than that it would be uh definitely being able to tell being able to write to create stories and being able to put them on screen is something that i've that i'm striving to do 
um, and that would be uh, that would be success. I mean, I always, I'm always, I'm always afraid of failing, um, but as long as I'm able to do it in the first place, would be the best and greatest opportunity I've ever had. So, I guess that would be, that would that would be what make would make me happy. So, yeah, I guess that would be success. It's definitely there's a, it's definitely proportional to happiness. It can and- be the same thing. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you what you think happiness is, but it sounds like you just defined it. Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone should 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 strive to be happy, first of all. Because, yeah, anything can happen any moment. So it's it's about how you feel and and uh, and not about what other other people think you should feel. I think it's. And do you think you know what that is for you now? Yeah, I mean, it would be... uh, Yeah, I mean, right now would be uh, to, to, like, uh, do well in, for example, do well in my my future exams. It would be to, so that I could, um, so that I could then probably get a, a good job because... In, in third year we will um, we will be presenting our work to uh, production companies and uh, people that have already uh, been to our, our school and are working in uh, different areas of the art department and they will be coming back coming by and saying oh we have a job for you and job for that so uh, getting getting through these um, uh, these projects and exams and doing well at those will will definitely help me achieve happiness um, yeah. But if you were to use three words to describe happiness, what three words would you use? That's a hard question. Um, uh, that's a really hard. Um, mm, I wouldn't. A- to be honest, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. Uh, happiness is happiness is one thing. Um, I I don't I don't think you can have. I mean, if you go, if I would think like. You can't have happiness without sadness. I think. Take your I time. Would, yeah. Look at you're you're getting know. nervous. Don't get nervous. Mm-hmm. It's not the SAT. I just. Yeah. I'm curious what you think. Three words that will that would. Yeah, three words. That will relate to happiness or like that define happiness for yeah. me. Yeah. When you think of these words, like when you think of happiness, these are the words that come to mind. Um, art, um, friends, um, and, um, health. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm sitting here next to you, watching you. When I first asked you the question, I noticed that you're like moving around a lot and scratching your arm and scratching your head and your hands were. You were like, what I would say, your body was expressing anxiousness or anxiety. But when you sat and you got still and you kind of closed your eyes a little bit and you just you, I would say you got um, present. Mm those words just so easily rose up in you. And I love how unique they are to you. Yeah, because uh, that's not... Everyone's 
definition of happiness is a unique, it's like your thumbprint. It's unique to who you are. Happiness is not the same thing for everyone. So Mm. I like that you were able to pinpoint that for yourself. Yeah. Health might be one for everyone. Health might be one for everyone. But art was your first. Art was my first because I believe that... I believe that art has a direct, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically the most intimate connection you have with your feelings. It's, um, it's the only thing that is true for everyone. If you cry in front of a film or if you laugh in front of a film, it's as if you're laughing with friends or if, if you're, as if you're crying for, um, whatever troubles you have. And it's, it's the exact same emotion, just mm-hmm. through different, different means. Mm-hmm. And so... If you think of us as, if you think of humans as um, emotional beings, um, once we're gone, we won't be feeling anything. So it's, it's all about being being present, knowing that, knowing that there is uh, there is an end to a, to everything. You're able to appreciate your feelings more, and art is a way to do that. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Tell um, me and our listeners what you think your greatest challenge so far in university has been. Hmm. I guess it was I. Um, so in my in my course, um, I'm probably one of the youngest there. Um, I I went straight from uh, high school to uh, to this uh, art school. And most of them are, I would say, the average are at least three or four years older than me. Um, and uh, the challenge was, with that in context, was that I was, I felt a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, pressure to do the, to do the right things. Um, I, I saw that there was so much more experience in my, um, in my fellow comrades, and I was nervous. I was a nervous wreck. Uh, when it came to anything, any projects, I would always ask one of them, like, how, how would you do this? What, what, what are you doing then? Um, you didn't want to make mistakes. I didn't want to make mistakes. Um, and it, it ate me up. I remember first year, I was uh, I was totally just like, sometimes I, ju- I would just shut off. And um, I would just try not to think of anything. Um, uh, and I realized that I was just, I was just putting so much pressure on myself. But yeah, but as I said, I mean, friends helped me get through it. I called them from time to time, and they also have their own issues, and they and they open up to me. Um, and so, and so we help each other in that way, and that's and so one of the reasons I'm I'm actually going through this. I have a lot of friends that that drop out uh, from university. Um, uh, as well as those that think that um, what they're they're gonna they're gonna finish their course, but it's not what they want to do. Um, and so I I, I kind of uh, I kind of overcame this uh, fear and I overcame this nervousness just just by talking about it. Hmm. Um, Who did you talk about it with? Just your friends? Uh, I talked to uh, one friend in particular um, uh, because he was also going through the same thing. He took a gap here. He went to. Uh, he went to, out of the country, went to Germany uh, for a year just to think things through because I, uh, I, really, uh, I really admire him for that because he was really good. 
he was really good um, academically. Like he was, he was a really smart guy, and everyone was, and everyone at I would say at his at his level would would do uh, would, would always jump into something. They would they would always jump in and kind of um, rush into. They would always know what they want to do. But he but he just took a step back and he said, "I'm going to Berlin for a year, so just chill out." And and now he's studying and now he's he's studying to become an astrophysicist. Wow. At the UPFL. So he's he so I talked to him a lot and um and yeah, I mean I I got through it just by talking about it because your your mind works so quickly that you can't really sit down and think about the ideas unless you talk about it because you're way slower. Um yeah. It really helps to have some place to express what's going on inside a sounding board, a, some place to be seen and heard. And Yeah, I guess so. If you had one piece of advice to share with those listening in about um, pursuing their passion, finding something that they love, you know, getting through this time in their life, what might it be? Your life is a long journey, and um, I think that uh, studying in in university is a is an opportunity to uh, to strengthen your knowledge in whatever career you want to go through, and so it's about it's about learning, it's about studying, it's about uh, enriching yourself, but not only in your not only in your course, but with your with these are the first years that you might be like alone in an apartment these are these are the times where when you learn about uh math physics art uh, economy whatever you're also thinking about yourself like what am i what am i going to do the rest of the time um who am i yeah who yeah who are you who are you going to be who do you want to be who are you going to be and um what are you going to do to become that person these are very difficult questions, but they take years to be answered, I believe. Um, and uh, and I think it's nothing to be over preoccupied about because deep down you've been raised um, to be to be someone, but then you also have to raise yourself. You have to. You have to you're, you're really becoming becoming a a person. <laughs> per se and not a and not like a kid being dragged back and forth from school or whatever you're really yeah becoming your own person yes you're like figuring out who the hell you are underneath all of that yeah and this is the first opportunity you have at really exploring all that yeah and it's a lot it will it will be scary it is, it is absolutely terrifying uh but um yeah as i said Friends are the, to be honest, for me were the one thing that kind of just uh, helped me concentrate um, the most and not be overwhelmed. Well, it sounds like off the bat you found um, a group of people that really um, resonated with you, that, um, that you connected to. Yeah. And often um, we talk a lot on the podcast about finding your people, finding the right people, the people who raise you up into the highest version of yourself. 
and sometimes that's a challenge. Um, but it sounds like that wasn't a challenge for you that you you really connected with people right away. Yes, I. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um. So Marco and I covered a lot in this episode. So we took a moment to pause and take a breath before finishing up. So over the next nine minutes or so, we finish up our talk and Marco goes even deeper and reflects on what stirred him up during the first part of our interview. So stay with us and enjoy the last few minutes and see if anything gets stirred up in you. <laughs> I, I just, I, it, when? as I said, when, it's once you talk about it that I actually, it's when I talk about it I actually, um, actually start to feel stuff, so. But what part was emotional, reflecting oh, on it? I mean, going back to how I got, how I got through the, Overwhelming parts of university. Ah. You're yeah. very stoic. Like, your emotions, you do not wear them on your face. Yeah, I try not to. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't... Yeah, I, I guess so. I don't know. I just... I, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be emotional. No. Um, so that was a really hard time for you? The... Yeah. It was overwhelming when you first got there? Yeah, a few, um, I'd say about four months in. I'd say four months in, I was, uh, I, I've done, like, my first few projects, and I, and I figured out what exactly I'm doing here. Um, and what I figured out just scared me. <laughs> what do you um, mean, like, you figured out what you're doing here? Like, you figured out you were really... Like I was actually doing this, that I was that I was about to go onto a, a path that was, that was ultimately going to be the thing that I that I that I wanted to do the most, and I was just so overwhelmed by the thought of failing. Ah. Uh. Um, which is why this, which is why I say when I put myself in perspective with um, other, um, with other students which have which have more experience than me. Um, and we're doing the same course, we're in the same years, it's just, uh, I feel like they, they have, I feel like, I feel like I have 50 steps behind. Yes. It's overwhelming, because how can I catch up to them? Yeah. Ah, I see. That puts it in perspective for me. Yeah. You can, but you don't feel that way anymore, do you? No. But you can, but right now I'm feeling it in you. Like, you can go back to that moment and feel that anxiety again, that overwhelm. Yeah. Huh. Thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. I think that's so important, Marco, because so many people feel that overwhelm and that fear. And then you have something that's so important to you that you want, that you've worked so hard for, and the fear of not getting it is crazy. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Um... But yeah. What do you? What do you? What's here now? Hmm. Sorry. What's here now? Um. Let me go get you a tissue. I don't want to lose the moment because I think it's important. Keep talking. I mean, what's what's 
What's moving you so now much in this now moment? The fact that you've overcome that? Um, yeah, the fact that it just comes in... Uh, I feel like it's a constant battle. Because with every every failure then comes an experience. And uh, with every experience, it's either... It's how you deal with it. And so I always know there's going to be a next experience. Uh, there's going to be a next... Uh, potential uh, failure. Potential failure. Um, and whether or not I trust myself, I uh, I always I am always afraid um, that you're gonna fail. Yeah, even though even though most of the time I don't. That's that's, but and I mean now like I'm I'm thinking back, but like now I um, now I don't I don't feel the same way. I have. Uh, I have a different perspective. I, uh, my perspective uh, has changed drastically. I know I no longer think what happens if I fail. I, I now, I now think what's what happens once this is over. How what whatever the result. What what am I going to do next? So it's more, it's more. I, I'm trying. To, uh, I I'm I'm able to cope with. Just not thinking that it's going to be a failure. I just cope with the fact that it's going to happen. Whatever the, mm-hmm. the, the, the... Whatever the outcome would be. And I say that whatever it is... <laughs> I'll probably live till tomorrow. So it's... So it's always about... And so I, there's no there's no need to worry about it. Because... Because there's just... It's... The, the outcome is of inconsequence at least to uh is of in of is of inconsequence to to me um because whatever i'm doing now i know that i like it i know that i enjoy it and so tomorrow i'll definitely equally enjoy it as much mm-hmm. so it's even if i fail or if i succeed and that's and that's what's important it's knowing that your emotions towards you know, i think i think true passion is is being able to is being able to love to do what you do, even through the difficult um, parts of it. So even if you fail, or even if you don't are com- are not confident in yourself, then you are able to um, you are able to always the next day be able to say that I love to do this, and I will work twenty four hours a day to just, and I would I would be willing to spend my life doing it. So that's that's what it is. So I kind of ask myself that question, and I always my my answer is always yes. So I'm I'm able to to just purge all that emotion. It's because it's coming from your heart. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just a part of your heart. It's so obvious. You're so connected to what you're doing that you're so passionate about it. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, and I, be- I, mean, I believe what I'm feeling is is very common because, because um, yeah, because when I talk about it to uh, some friends of mine, they also feel the same way. Um, and then I tell them what I thought about it, and they just and they th- and they think about it as well, and they just say, uh, and they say you're absolutely right. Um, they say that um, they think that what. Uh, they think that, at least they think the same way as I do. They think that it should be it should be a matter of um, it should be a matter of being being happy 
the next the next day even with whatever outcome there is um yeah that doesn't yeah. sound like failure to me yeah I, yeah exactly yeah i guess so yeah exactly it's another way of putting it yeah so now i'm going to ask you another question you're going to go that's a really hard question <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah but we talk about how do you define success so how would you define failure um, uh, I mean, uh, failure to me is, is purely, to be honest, I think it's purely disappointment. Um, it's, uh, it's about, uh, it's about knowing you have potential and not being able to fulfill it mm. that's failure mm. that's failure and most I mean people can argue that um, fulfilling your potential is like an, it's an endless game because people can do people can do anything it's just a question of how far you're able to push um, and which is why failure is such a paradox when you think of it as, as I did um, and why you always feel bad about it, because, yeah, it, it is, in fact, an endless game, and it is something that you strive for but will never, never achieve. Um, uh, yeah. Potential is a... Achieving potential is like a... It's like a utopia. <laughs> it's, a, it's, not, it's not of the real world. Um, being the best you can, which is why people say you be the best that you can and not, and not be the best. Yes, no be the best thing. that you can be. Yeah, there's no such thing as being the best. Because we're all filled with unlimited potential. Yeah. Okay, I know I say this almost every time I close an episode, but I'm going to say it again. I loved that interview, and I hope that you were as inspired as I was. There was so much learning in there for me. You know, I love the way Marco talks about passion and failure and success and talks about loving what you do, even through the difficult parts of it. I mean, this is amazing perspective about what passion is. And mostly, I was struck by the wisdom, like be the best you can be, not simply the best. I think so many of us have been encouraged to be the best, rather than focus on simply being the best you can be in any given moment. You know, that competition is not necessarily out there, it's inside each one of us. And I prefer to look at others as inspiration rather than competition, you know? So today, think a bit more about who out there really inspires you to be the best, but not necessarily just be the best or better than anyone else, but simply be the best of you. And I also encourage you to explore how might you define success and failure? And are you really pursuing your passions? Okay, until next time, enjoy the moments. Thanks for listening to University. If you liked what you heard, I'd be absolutely thrilled for you to share with a friend and equally grateful for you to pop over and rate and review on iTunes. It really helps. 
You can find more information and stay in touch over at university.u on Instagram or at university on Facebook. I'll look forward to seeing you there. If you'd like support navigating the stress and chaos and you're ready to create a more fulfilling college experience, I offer live weekly group coaching calls every Thursday, 4 to 5 Central Time. It's a place to gather together, to be seen and heard, to reduce your stress and learn how to be in control of your life and create a life you love. Give the first week a try for free. Check it out. For more information, email me at annemarie.university.com at gmail.com or click the link in the show notes below.